Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. All right, Luca Nation. So uh, I'm kicking this off right off the bat, and there's a reason for that. Because uh, Cage has sent... It's a little fuzzy. I don't want, you know, you're an audio guy, and if I didn't... If I didn't stop you with this, you know, you're, you're telling me, oh, you know, it's audio and you should have told me. So it's a little like, uh, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You would have been oh, like that's that. so much better. Who's the, who's the third brother in The Godfather? Fredo. Fredo. Yeah. If, if you the didn't tell me, you would, be the equivalent. you would be the equivalent <laughs> of Fredo. So Luca Nation, I'm kicking this off because you guys deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve the candid conversation that we're about to have for the next 30 to 60 minutes. Cage and I haven't talked today, but he sensed a bit of venom from me. Oh, so no. I, wanted, I wanted to do the, <laughs> the courtesy. I wanted to do you guys the, the, the justice, the courtesy of having our first conversation of the day right here live on the air. And, and you know what's <sighs> cool? I want to thank our audience because you guys give me a lot of grace. Uh, I skew younger. And truthfully, Cage, I don't know if you agree with this. I think our audience skews older. Like they have a lot of experience. A lot of the people that comment on YouTube, they've been through cycles. A lot of the people send us IGDMs, they've been through cycles. So they're very oh, yeah. intelligent. They're cerebral. They're able to spot things. And maybe I'm going to cop on here and look like a total doofus. Maybe. I'm a, I've, a, I've already be the resigned first time. to that. <laughs> Would it be the first time? So, so all I'm asking you guys is that grace that you've extended me for about 550 episodes, please extend it here today because – I am so frustrated. I am so frustrated on two fronts. I feel like we're all being bamboozled. I feel like we're all being manipulated. So I'll start off with the I'll start off with the one thing that really <laughs> ticked me off. It really ticked me off. So yesterday there was this card floating around. Uh, it was the LeBron James refractor. Okay, mm-hmm. the top scroll. And it was graded in an ISA case. Now I have nothing against new grading companies, but then I started seeing Steve Aoki, Josh Luber, Gary V, MC Sports Cards, all the way down the list, reposting this and being like, I'm chasing this card. And I'm sitting here, really? You're chasing this card? This card that's graded by a company that wasn't around two weeks ago? So that kind of pissed me off. And I'll tell you why it pissed me off. It's because... These, uh, these very wealthy, connected, influential individuals, it feels to me like they kind of sit behind, you know, in their, inst- in their like text messaging groups and they think about how, what's my next bag to pump. And they all think that we're idiots. They all think we're morons and we don't see what they're doing. So I'll pause there. There's obviously more uh, because at the same time, I'm watching the NFT space just get pumped and bamboozled as well. You see this Logan Paul, he comes in and there's this 200 ETH sale on the Night Goddess. Is it really a sale? Because for me, what I see is a lot of similarities to last year when the Jordan Fleer PSA 10 was a $760,000 card. And then we remember what happened after that. All the retail investors got burned while the rich people took their money out and they were on yachts in the Cayman Islands or in Monaco enjoying their life because they're manipulating the markets instead of letting markets do what markets should do. 
So that's what I'm seeing. Maybe it's a pattern that only Andrew Goldberg's seeing, and I'm a moron, and I'm going to miss <laughs> out on all the alpha. But that's where my venom comes from today. The rich few, I feel like, are manipulating the markets. And I'll, I'll, I'll say one last thing. I was into poker when poker was just getting big, when Full Tilt and Poker Stars and all these, um, what do you call, well, all these uh, websites started kind of forming in the early 2000s. And what happened was there was a few really, really, really good poker players. They would all be in forums together off, off the chat. They would join a table, two, three of them, and they would take money from the retail guys. They would collude and conspire to take money from retail people. And it doesn't seem like a big deal until there's no more money left to take. And when there's no more money left to take, it's like a house of cards that falls on, uh, falls on each other. I love you, man. So listen, let me give you a quote. Okay, a quote. Please be advised that ISA is not a grading company we acknowledge as highly reputable. And as such, we do not guarantee that this card will grade by another third-party grader. If you read that in an auction, would you buy ISA grading? Repeat it? If somebody was selling an ISA card through Ken Golden or PWCC, for example, and the auction had that, uh, direct quote, you ready? Direct quote. Please be advised that ISA is not a grading company we acknowledge as highly reputable, and as such, we do not guarantee that this card will grade by another third-party grader. No, I would never buy that card in that holder. Okay, so what you have to do, guys, is do a little bit of research here. And I didn't know we were going to go into ISA. I didn't know we were going to go into any of these things, right? Um, and keep in and mind. And just to be clear, I'm not against ISA. I'm against the I think it's great of ISA. I think, I th listen, the more grading companies, the better, okay? But guys, you got to do a little research, right? And if you look on, hey, there's forums.collectors.com. Do you know what those forums are? That's the Collectors Universe Forum. So take this for what it's worth. We're talking about a grading company on a show that is currently being paid by another grading company, reading you a forum post that's on the forums of another grading company. So, you know, can't get much wilder than this. But ISA's been around for a while. You just haven't seen them. But they've been around for a while. They've been around, I think, since 2010. And I found a Collector's Universe forums post from 2013. Where somebody posted they were trying to buy an ISA graded card and gem mint to grade it eventually landed in a PSA holder. Can I crack it out? Is it reputable? And people are like, yeah, don't bother. I know there was an OPG Gretzky ISA 10 that was for two thousand dollars. Remember, this is 2013, so don't worry about these prices, guys. Everything, <laughs> the price on everything back then was cheaper, right? Said so somebody posts on February 17, 2013. The guy that owns ISA buys and sells PSA cards. You're not going to come out ahead by cracking out ISA cards and then sending them a PSA. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, great. Exactly. Don't buy any ISA, ISA items. Expect them to cross into PSA. Thanks to the information, you name it. And as we scroll down, there's uh, there was a Jordan, an 86 Jordan, and an 84 USFL Steve Young on eBay. MJ, you name it. And then you scroll down and it says, hey, uh, PWCC is auctioning the Jordan. Part of the item description is as follows. Dead-centered and stunning copy. Please be advised, however, that ISA is not a grading company we acknowledge as highly reputable, and as such, we do not guarantee that this card will grade by another third-party grader. That's straight into PWCC auction. In 2013 so, or recently? 2000, in 2013. In 2013. PSA, so, PSA, PSA that's or PWCC? PWCC auction. On, Were they around quote, in 2013? Of course. 
I was buying from PWCC for a long time. Yep. So, somebody says, oh, if you're trying to cross over an ISA to PSA, you probably have as much success getting superpowers from a spider bite. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's fun stuff. Then, listen, somebody says, I had an ISA 9 Jordan crossover to 8.5, but I submitted it raw. So, I guess, guys, listen, here's the thing. I think the more great is the better, right? I mean, I really do. I think your point is not about whether or not it's reputable or, or whatever the story is there. You're, you're saying, why do why do shillers come out? Why do pumpers come out? Why do all these things come out? And I think in a post today, ISA came out and said no one's been paid for their for their post. Right? No one's been paid for their post. No one's been paid for their marketing. That's what that's what that's what they said. Um, so that's an interesting thing, right? You know, does it change your stance if no one's been paid? No, to talk about I'm not a moron, and I'm sick of act, I'm sick of retail people. Act, like I'm sick of the rich thinking that we're just idiots. Like I'm just really fed up with it because they're not paid, but you could do. You know, I owe you a favor. Well, listen. Here's the thing, right? So I get it. They I'm might be tell owners you. of the company. Those the people. Well, we don't know, right? And that's the thing. I, mean, I don't yet. know who the owner. Who I don't know who the owner of the company is. I mean, that's a, That's an interesting thing, also. But I'll tell you this, right? So, and I mean, there's there's another there's an net fifty four baseball thread. It's also not exactly the most you know favorable thing in the world. Um, an older thread. Uh, there's one in two thousand eighteen. There's one even older than that. And um, you know, I gotta tell you, nothing about the card. I, I have to grade with them to be able to comment. Otherwise, I'm not really speaking with any. I haven't seen the card. I can't tell you whether the card, you know, the, the LeBron that's out there is a 10, deserves a 10, should be a 10. I can't, you know, I have no way of doing it. But, you know. Maybe I'd it's always to... been like this. Maybe it's always been people with influence line the pockets of their friends. Maybe that's just the reality of life and it's a part of growing up. A few times when we started the show, you told me I'm naive. I am very naive. <laughs> um so, so maybe that's just the case, but like, let's just talk NFTs, right? So there was like a world of women's sale, uh, which is, and, and it was a 200 ETH sale, right? So uh, this is like the six, six step process that I think any pump would go through, but tell me if, if you agree with this. So you buy into an NFT project with your friends. One has a huge uh, kind of following the, the friends. No one knows who owns them, you know? The, no one knows about these people. You hold. Then you have this market pump where Logan Paul, Gary V, Steve Aoki, they tweet about a project. Okay? It comes in. There's a record sale. Wow, look, someone bought my world of women for 200 ETH. Now you have all of this activity, all of this, the floor price is moving up, and your friends are now able to get out into this newfound liquidity. They're mm -hmm. able to sell into the strength. And then you just rinse and repeat. It's, it's I mean, just, listen, entirely possible. Entirely possible. But, I mean, how would you do that with ISA? Is that different? So let me also say this, guys. If you look at that mm -hmm. website, it's clearly all new, and it clearly they have a history, and it looks like they've revamped, like a lot of companies did in 2021. It looks like they've – it says August 2021, new-look label, several enhanced security features. October of 2021 is a new website. So it looks like, you know, maybe if you're giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, you know, maybe they just – they launched – you know, it's new, and, you know, starting 2022, ISA is going to be a new push. I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, people talking about other grading companies that came out. HGA came out, and people were talking about them when they started opening up and starting to make a push. So, you know, I mean, 
it's entirely possible that it's just another, you know, potential grader that has a history. And, you know, maybe even the stuff that I, the stuff that I just said, you know, if it's a revamp and the, you know, the, the company is basically starting over and, you know, revamping the whole deal, maybe some of the old stuff is gone. I mean, listen, guys, you can pull up stuff like that in this hobby about almost anyone, almost anyone. Um, so especially folks in business, I mean, we all know about, you know, about, uh, I mean, it seems like <laughs> cardboard stays in business because of it. Every week somebody's doing something. So just to pivot, right, and get away from ISA. I understand what you're saying because, I mean, listen, it happens in the NFT world. A lot happens in the card world. Um, you know, let's just say hypothetically, right, let's just say I'm a wealthy collector that has 10 Michael Jordan PSA 10s, right? And those PSA 10s are worth $100,000, maybe $200,000 a piece. My collection is worth between one and two million dollars, but I, lo- I I I release one in auction, right? And it's auctioned, and everybody's looking at it. And I tell a friend of mine to buy it for seven hundred thousand dollars, right? Okay. So now my friend buys it for seven hundred thousand dollars. I probably negotiated some, you know, some crazy five percent zig. With the uh, you know with the auction house, so the auction house gets thirty five thousand dollars for that seven thousand dollars for seven hundred thousand dollars sale, right? The guy who's buying it is my pal, right? He he, I get the money, I give it right over to him. I pay him all his money back. The two of us are only out thirty five thousand dollars. I still have the card. He never takes possession of the card. I still have ten Jordans. But you know what I've done? I've now set the market at seven hundred thousand dollars, and no one is the wiser. Right, and now, even if they the next few sell at six hundred, five hundred, and it works its way back down, I've now set the market on these Jordans that if I wanted to sell my ten, they're not one hundred to two hundred thousand anymore, and I've taken my one to two million dollar collection and turned it into a three, four, or five million dollar collection. So, is it that hard to do? I don't think so. It's just not in me to do it, but I understand exactly what you're saying because. You know, with big money comes often big manipulation. <laughs> and unfortunately, the retail folks like you and I are never going to be in the know. We're always acting after these things happen. We're always we're buying the Jordan after. at 600K. And then we we're see buying the Jordan 300. Mm-hmm. We're buying after. And, and if you think that we're talking BS, you think that this is smoke. Ask yourself how many people you know who bought Kobe Chromes and LeBron Chrome PSA 10s for between twenty dollars and $40,000 when those were running up, right? When those were on their way to forty and on their way back down. Um, you can probably count me in, in there as well. I'm sure I traded one here and there and, you know, whatever the story is. But were those real comps? I have no idea. You know, I mean, you guys might be out there thinking, well, wait a second. I remember some of those record sales at the highest prices were bought by influencers. You got to wonder if they if they got burned on the price, wouldn't they be a little bit upset and disappointed and complaining? For some well, reason, are we influencers? Or are you talking about like legitimate influencers? Like le- legitimate not- influencers, like a legitimate okay. influencer who bought a doodle at for eight hundred thousand dollars. Like one of those legit influencers. I mean, he may or may know, not I- have had a dad who created a hibachi restaurant. All right, well, listen. So you're in a mood today. And I get it yeah, I'm not because happy. you always are looking out for the common man. 
Bro, we and I, look, came look, here with nothing. Let me say we this. No, we, we Can we no reach money. out to ISA? Can we see if ISA wants to come on uh, on the show and see if they want to talk? They probably won't, but I mean, we reach out and say. No, oh, no, cool. they've commented. Oh. They've commented on our stuff. I like ISA. Okay. All right. I just want more well, transparency. Like, I want to know. I just don't understand. Like, do they think we're stupid that like the most influential people in the hobby just all of a sudden all reposted ISA? Like, j- just magically. Well, who posted? MC Sports Card, who's one of the most reputable collectors in the game. Like, we had the guy on our show. What is he reposting ISA cards for? Gary V. Gary hasn't mm-hmm. talked about cards in a minute, and then he's like, "I'm." Bu- Love this card or looking for this card. No, you're not looking for an ISA 10. <laughs> you're just not. like. And I love you, G. I, I love you, man, but I, we're not stupid. All right. Listen, maybe ISA is a bargain. Maybe How ISA if is- they have 10 comps on eBay and eight <laughs> of them haven't been paid for? Well, I think you have to go back further because at some point in time, the company had graded over 100,000 cards as of June of 2016. And in 2014, they had hit 5,000 total cards listed live on eBay. This is straight from their website, by the way. Um, you know, so, I mean, listen, that's, I mean, how many card companies have we seen come in? I understand that's not the, the, the point. The point is the influencers. And so, so put a yeah. bow on it. It's the way we could start talking about some fun stuff because people, you know, people like to laugh. People like some fun stuff from us. Um, you know, people want to talk. People want to talk about 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 good stuff, fun stuff. You're watching out for them. So put a bow on it. Tell people what they need to look out for. Because I can't be like like we're all we're all venom today. Like I, I, my Instagram post today was about a card that came in through a submission and somebody tried to color the damn thing. Right. That's so happened to me before. This, I, that happened this, with my um, Kobe Ultra. There's animals on, on all sides of the equation, I guess. You know what I mean? Like we've taken a Sharpie to a card. And if you're going to do it, come on. Don't be, don't be so horrible. The, the Sharpie bleeds onto the white edge of the card. It makes it a little easy to see. All right, so put a bow on it for me. Talk. What's the takeaway? Yeah, what's the takeaway? What are people to do? I mean, are I'm, you going to say D Y O R? Do your own research. Don't just listen to the influence. Like, what? What's? What is the Andrew takeaway? Well, the hard thing about research is <laughs> places where you would go to research are the. There are people creating content for that, right? So someone is on the other side of that research, uh, and they're telling you what you should think and read. Um, so what's the upside? Know. Sell all our cards now because we'll never get a fair shake. <laughs> Just sell the cards. Sell everything. And go into I the mean, stock market because the public really does well there. I mean, there's no inside dealings going on in the stock market. What, what, what would you like us to do, pal? Well, frankly, I started today's episode off like having a candid discussion because I don't have the solution. Yeah, I mean, like I one of the you. cards I – some of the cards I started looking at were ones that I thought would be iconic but also are low pop. So at least I know the comp. The whole thing is you don't want to be stuck holding the bag. You don't want to be overpaying for something that's been just run up uh, and, and manipulated. It's not the true price. So maybe one way to not do that, and, and honestly, what makes our audience, how I opened it, make, what makes our audience so special is they're very intelligent. So I think a lot of people will reach out with comments and tell me what they think is the best way because they've been through cycles. Yeah. I, I'm still a young, naive, and immature. But I started looking at cards that – have significance that are graded by reputable companies and have a low pop. 
and kind of go there. So like I started going, you know, Mickey Mantle, even in a low grade, right? You know, that's not really manipulated because that never, you know, has these insane run-ups and then fall. Um, I started looking at a messy sticker card that only has, you know, 50 PSA 10s, but it's from, you know, his second year. Maybe there's some value there. Uh, I, I, I just started to try to navigate markets that haven't been run up super, super crazy. Because when you have a lot, to, to pump a market, I do believe you need a lot of volatility and you need a lot of liquidity and you need a lot of pop, right? Like it's easier to manipulate, I think, a base market than uh, like a base market of 20,000 pop versus, you know, 20 pop, right? Yeah. I, I don't know, Cage. I was hoping, you know, maybe maybe you could lead this fish to water. Because this <sighs> well, is just I mean, floundering. No, you're doing good, man. I mean, I, I, I'm the point that we're trying to make, I think, is, you know, that that you look at alpha folks and that not everything isn't always as it seems. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to point out when there's stuff like that out there in the world, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, it was definitely interesting. And we're in a lot of groups. And guys, we're bringing this up not because we want to, you know, pick a fight or, or wow, we're, we're doing some investigative digging. You couldn't go anywhere yesterday. I mean, we're probably combined in, what would you say, a hundred Instagram groups. I mean, you know, every single one of them, someone came in and said, what's going on with this? Like, out of, I've never even heard of it. And all of a sudden, this guy's talking about it. This guy's talking about it. They're all talking about it at the same time. And, you know, every group we were in from, you know, from, from Joe Collector to big names in the hobby, all asking the same question. So um, I guess money well spent because if everyone's talking about you, isn't that the point, right? Isn't that the no, point? So the point is not the, the point is to build a business that adds value to customers. It's to grade cards fairly and return them on time. It's to have affordable pricing. It's to build your reputation one brick at a time, like every single other person in the freaking world. Not to there's no you know, your whole life you're told there's no elevator to the top. There's just stairs. Lies. If you know who runs the elevator, he'll let you on. Everyone else take the stairs. We'll see you at the top. There's going to be nothing there. You're going to jump off. Hmm. All right. Well, listen, let's talk about the Nick because I'm taking a lot of slack here. But let's talk about the Nick. The Nick who at MSG had the last second game winner at MSG. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about a guy who... You know, it's tough to have a last-second winner like that. You know, it doesn't happen that often in MSG. But let's talk about the guy who had that that last-second winner. You know, he's a promising young player. Um, you know, averaging fifteen points, and and you know, what if that player went on to have multiple seasons where he averaged over twenty points? Right, multiple seasons over twenty points. Wait, just wait. Let me, let me, let me. Don't. I'm gonna gonna lay it out. Multiple over twenty points. And what if he increased his rebound numbers, where he had multiple seasons of his career, like many seasons of his career, where not only did he average over twenty points, but averaged over ten rebounds per game. Right, multiple seasons over ten rebounds, twenty points, and threw in you know several seasons with over three assists. He's hitting game winners. And I'm telling you, I'm assuming that this young Nick star is going to average over 20, over 10 rebounds, over three assists a game, and he's going to be in the league for 
double-digit years, play for a long time, have mo- many, many, many good seasons. What's his RPA worth? What's his rookie? Oh, pa- you know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you like a, a good one, right? What's an RPA? A numbered RPA of his? Five K. Five thousand dollars. Okay. So right now, but that's you, you described the middle of the pack player, like an average. Player. Well, 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 I I was who was I describing? What young yeah. Nick hit the game winner? Going to average twenty points a season for the Knicks. Going to average twenty. Who was I talking about? RJ. Correct. No, I was talking about David Lee, and you can buy his RPA for $15 or best offer on eBay right now. Dude, David Lee was an interesting guy. He was so like, I'm talking uh, about David Lee. And I set that up, obviously. Thank you for helping me there. I set that up the way I did. Never actually said R.J. Barrett because I want people to be aware of the point that I'm trying to make. And it's R.J. Barrett could play for a long time, and he can score 20 points a game. And he can hit game winners for the Knicks. And he can improve his numbers. To over 10 rebounds multiple seasons, improve his assists. He could be a star. He could be a great player. And he could be David Lee. And his his 2005 exquisite RPA with a nice patch with multiple colors out of 225 is 99 bucks sitting there on eBay and no one's touching the damn thing. His upper deck SPX RPA is $15 or best offer. His ultimate collection rookies. No one touches them at $80, $90. So this is a cautionary tale, guys, because we think that R.J. Barrett's rookie, if he his RPA, if he goes and does 20 points a game and gets his rebound numbers up and becomes a, a contributing player and has those kind of crazy stats, it's going to be worth thousands of dollars down the road. Well, I'm telling you, it already happened. And you can get his RPA for 15 bucks. People don't remember. David Lee was... was- like like a like a solid player. Solid, he's awesome. Sure. So in his best seasons, twenty points a game, eleven rebounds a game, three assists per game. Yeah, 22, 11.7, 3.6 for the Knicks. Yep, and played and started all eighty-one games basically in 09 and ten. Right, eleven. He moved to Golden State after that, and with Golden State, yep. 17, 20, 19, 19, with 10, 10, 11, and nine as the rebound numbers. I mean, put together, uh, at the end of his Nick career, beginning of his Golden State career, put together a five, six-year run where he was basically a 20-10-3 player. Not bad. Not a bad player. I was watching that game. First off, an incredible game. The Celtics-Knicks, they, like, battle it out this whole season. The the games have been – they've just been crazy. Um Shout out to Fortier. He, he, he like he doesn't want to play any other game except for revenge is a, is a is a crazy thing. But I was watching RJ shoot foul shots at the end of the game, and I and saw he he missed them. And not only he missed them, you know, like those kids that like um, when you grow you're growing up and they're like mad that they missed the shot. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you're not working that hard on your game. You're just trying to show off that like you're mad. I was like, dude, this guy isn't investable. He doesn't go right. He's got very limited offensive moves. You're going to get some hate. People did not like that I went after RJ. <laughs> I don't like know. He's, not, he's just not very good. That. He's just not that good. And he doesn't have – I don't see where his upside is going to come from. Right? Like you have I mean, job. he's Nova League Monk. I would agree. I would agree. Malik has <laughs> – Yes. Dude, you, RJ Barrett. <laughs> I'm kidding. Relax, dude. Uh, we got to bring not. it back to Malik Monk. 
Yeah. Career His high. career high is 35 points a game versus the Pelicans. Uh-huh. He, he right. hardly cracks 30. So my point is, how do I word this? Like you mentioned yesterday that he, he can't go right. Yeah? Yeah. He well, doesn't go right. A, Have you seen him go right? He doesn't because go people right. figure you out. And if you don't work on it, if you don't have that working, that mentality to, to make your game better, then you're not going to last here. Or you'll last and you'll be a middle-of-the-road player. Right? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So just so you know, you know why career highs are really interesting? Because it does show you what, you know, at your best you can do. Right? This is the NBA. I've talked about this a lot. It's the top 350 players in the world. Mm-hmm. It's the smallest. It's like the smallest of the small. Because there's a there's a lot of people that play basketball. A ton of people play basketball. And this is the best 350. So what separates them is inches. Malik Monk has his career high is 36. RJ Barrett's career high is 35. So at their best, you know, curious. I think I think they're very similar players. Why do I say that? It's surprising to me at this stage that. RJ doesn't have a higher career high. And I think part of that is because there's only so many points in a game you can score by going left until the team's like, yo, stop him from going left. That's right. Even if you're even Force if you're shooting him to beat lights you, right? out. Even if you're shooting lights out. So I, I, I think RJ's upside is very, very limited, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I mean, listen, I'm with you. And it's interesting to look at like how many points people score, what they can do in the league, what their high scores are, you know, how often they score, you know, X number of points, you know, during the season. And I mean, what's funny about it is they're all very good. So don't get don't fall in love with, you know, um, oh, this guy can score for I use them all the time, guys, and now it's almost like a joke. But Devontae Graham scored forty points against the Nets, right? And and he's irrelevant. But in the last eight games, he's broken 20 three times. He's a 20, a 26, a 28 in the last eight games, three times over 20 points. I mean, and no one's buying his cards anymore. I wish I could see what it was with Zion and see whether or not, you know, this was a legit NBA player. He's also 127 years old. Um, you know, so it happens. But the, the point is, you know, anybody can look good one night. Anybody can look good on a, on a bank buzzer beater. That's great. It's, it's awesome stuff. Um, you know, for the RJ and Nick fans out there, it's a good win against a dysfunctional Celtics team that took it to the brink. Um, I mean, a huge comeback. I mean, the odds of coming back like that are, you know, in they're, they're tiny, right? They are, I mean, talk about like, you know, an exciting game, I'm sure, to be at. Um, but if you watch the game, and I watched every second of the game, RJ <laughs> had nothing to do with that comeback. Nothing to do with that comeback at all, Right. Um, as a matter of fact, he almost blew it with the free throws at the end. You know what I mean? So I'm glad he hit the shot. Um, uh, people talking about the shot, I would use this as the time to get out on RJ if you got any of his stuff. Problem is, everybody's got his stuff coming back from PSA right now. So interesting. But hey, I'm the, I'm the, what do you think of just Tatum? one guy? What do I think of Tatum? I, listen, Tatum flashes, right? I wonder what would happen with Tatum if he was on a team that had a different makeup, right? You know, it's difficult to be the guy on a team when there's another guy that's just slightly lesser version of you. On some nights, a slightly better version of you. You know what I mean? Like, if if they were combining it a different way, you know what I would love to see? I'd love to see Tatum play with Embiid. You know know what I mean? After Tatum? Yes, yes, and that's why I use him instead of Jokic. But that would be another good one, also. Um, 
you know, an interesting, interesting thing uh, there. Guys, my, my play today um, is David Lee. Mark uh, You know, so, uh, you know, make sure it's you buy your David, David Lee. Lee. Make sure that you <laughs> No, but listen, I do this tongue in cheek, right? And obviously, you know, it's I say that for a reason. I set it up for a reason because that is what I do, right? I set the stuff up. But it is a big picture thing, guys. You know, if you listen to these influencers who we're not supposed to listen to, Gary V, right? He's been very, very steady in 99% of these NFTs that you're putting your money in now are gonna fail. He's also been very steady in saying that. Look at the top 50, now top 75 NBA players of all time. Half the names in that list, people don't want to buy their cards. And those people became the top 75 players of all time. And they're not investable. There's not like a, 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 a massive collector of, 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 of these guys, right? You pull up the list if you like and look at some of the names on it. And you're like, who the hell is that? You know what I mean? So, so be mindful of that. I set up David Lee because if, if you guys were collecting in 05, 06, and getting David Lee RPAs, you probably weren't that happy because he wasn't supposed to turn into what he did in 09, 10, 11, 12, and that kind of stuff. But but if, if it was 09, 10, 11, 12, people would be paying thousands of dollars for David Lee RPAs right now, exquisites and, and SPXs and that kind of stuff. And they wouldn't be worth that. You know what I mean? And 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 and, and look at what they were, even with the run-up in cards, someone like him who had one hell of a career, and basically for the for 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 the, the, the prime of his career for a prolonged period of time, was an NBA 20-10-3 player in New York and California. Fan bases, like you wouldn't, you know, you're not going to get, he didn't play for, he didn't play for Minnesota, right? And yet, I venture to say, there's probably a lot of people listening to this who have never even heard of David Lee. So, it's it, it's an educational kind of thing, right? It's, it's one of those things where, go look back, see what I'm telling you, and I, I actually use David Lee because, believe it or not, he's the last Nick player to hit a buzzer beater at Madison Square Garden back in, I think, 2006. What do you think it is about playing at Madison Square Garden? Like, I feel like the, even the home team is nervous. There's a lot of energy. It's a smaller venue than you would think. Um, and, you know, the, it, it just it gets loud. The energy that's in there is pretty crazy. Like, I, I, you can the see lots of videos from us. I mean, it's just, you know, people yell, man. People yell, people go, people go a little nuts. I'm sure they yell everywhere. I'm sure there's a lot of stadiums that don't like it. I think it's also lost a lot of uh, its luster. Where it used to be, you know, the mecca of basketball, you name it. I think back in the day, it was that because there probably were more televised games from there. You know, there were a lot of events that were done in Madison Square Garden. Ali fights, you know, major events were there at MSG. And now you, major events are everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, it, it's lost a little bit of its, you know, luster. But it does there, feel right? like the players feel this sense of pressure that's different there than like I was watching the Bucks raptors game. I mean, the Bucks just won a championship. You think they're, you know, their stadium would be full. Yep. No, people are chilling. People have empty seats. Not a ton of energy I mean, in the close game at the end of the fourth quarter. And Bucks have good fans. Bucks have like very good fans. But Madison Square Garden just has a different energy where I mean it takes a special talent to play there. I could I could I could see I could see how um, a lot of players come to New York and struggle. Yeah. I mean, so so my play, guys, is not David Lee. It's definitely not RJ Barrett. Um and if you're a fan, you're a fan. I mean, listen, might you be able to buy RJ Barrett? 
cards and make some money on it in the near future? Sure. I mean, there's probably not a lot of people who held David Lee cards throughout the end of his career. Maybe maybe people were making money on David Lee, buying him early on and then selling him in that runoff. Who knows? Uh, the point is just that, you know, I guess when you're investing in these cards now with young guys, you have to know what kind of a collector slash investor you're going to be. Uh, are you going to be holding those cards forever, or are you just looking for a flip in case RJ happens to hit a bunch of game winners in a row here and people are talking about him, right? So, you know, that's that's the story there. What do you think of Jokic, man? How's, how, how's he's a phenomenal guy? player. He's a, he's a good player, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely a good player. He's, he's funny. He's a good teammate. So my play today, Real quick. you can get whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Did you see do Morris is the whichever Markeith or Marcus? <laughs> he's getting so much hate. Because Remember the guys you call been... them the Markeith brothers. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dude, I butcher words. I don't know what it is, guys. I apologize. You I can't believe it's brutal. But imagine picking a fight with somebody, them shoulder pumping you, and you're out for like 30 games. Like that's what's happened. That's kind of crazy. Like to lose a fight to someone's shoulder that you started, and now he's been out for with whiplash. Sorry, I know it's <laughs> off topic. Keep going. No, it's on topic. I asked about him, right? So I mean, like that's that's the that's the story there. Always like the team. I think he, um, you know, I think he's a very very good player, right? And um, you know, MVP, reigning MVP. Um, my play is, and go wherever you want with this one, guys. If you want to go prism, you want to go base, you want to go silver, you know, you can go wherever you want. You want to find a, a fancier card, go right ahead. Um, I think no matter what you get into now, um, you'll be in a good position to get out of it soon. Um, because they're not looking yet, but they're going to start to look. I would imagine we're still another month away from it. It possibly too. I've been doing some research on this guy. Um, you remember how I told you guys to follow the beat reporters, right? So um, I am following beat reporters across the NBA. And um, I follow Ryan Blackburn. And he's really good for Denver Nuggets. And I'm telling you guys to go out and look whether or not you can find some bargains on Jamal Murray. Because Denver's going to be there at the end. Right, I know you don't love the way the guy plays. You know we've talked about this guy before. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be any better than David Lee, but people have forgotten about him. A guy who you know was a bubble machine, right? Bubble machine, pretty funny. Um, and um, you know, clearly put up numbers. You talk about talk about high scores, right? This guy could he could fill the basket. And the question was, Michael Porter Jr. and him are they going to be vultures? Are they going to take the numbers away? And now you know, problem. Murray's coming back. Michael Porter Jr. likely is not coming back this year. So there's no sharing of that offense. And when they make their playoff run, it's going to be inside-outside, Jogic and Murray. And this weekend, this past weekend, Murray released some videos online of him doing like a windmill dunk. He looks in pretty good shape. You know, he's been out 265, 270 days, something like that. He's been out for a while, I'm sure. Like Clay, you know, like some of the other guys coming back from injury. It's going to take him a little while to get his feet under him. But there, in questions being asked of um, of the Denver news uh, folks, the beat writers um, about Murray's return, what they said was, um, "Don't expect January. Uh, there are competitive steps Murray has to take once they are cleared for basketball activities, including three versus three and five versus five reps that just don't get simulated in rehab." 
Murray will take those steps. Once he does, probably fair to start the clock in his return four to six weeks from that point. So this guy is talking about earliest end of February, most likely you're looking at more like March, which is fine because he gives you some time to buy because no one's looking for him, right? Um, I also, I'm going to forget who it is. I, I'd go off camera to give him some credit, but one of our listeners actually messaged me and said, what do you think about um, what do you think about um, Jamal Murray as a play while no one's looking at him? And I'm like, it's a great play. Let me go do some research on when he's coming back and what the story is. And he's like, okay, I mean, like, you know, as long as you don't think I'm stupid, <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's not, I'm, I'm not the, I'm the arbiter, but it does make sense, right? Because you, you saw what he can do um, offensively. And, you know, my, my thought process, he'll be there for games that are meaningful and then games in the playoffs. And it's really going to just be him and Jokic. So that's, you know, He's 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 definitely gonna have the spotlight on him, and right now his cards are nothing. I mean, talk about like fractions of what they were. Jokic is phenomenal, man. I asked you in the beginning of the year. I still think it's one of the best questions I've had. It's you hear a GM, who would you rather have to start your team with, Luca or Jokic? I we did a poll. I think eighty plus percent voted Luca. Luca's probably a lot more vote. Not probably. Luca's a lot more marketable. There's a reason Luca has you know all the shoe deal. And Jokic doesn't. But if you're just talking about on-court performance, man, the numbers don't lie. This guy is – he changes the game when he's on the court. He, there's nobody like him. His passing, his shooting, he could he could do it all. He could play inside. He could play outside. Incredible player. Just incredible player. I hope and he gets more love. How come no one gives him shit about being out of shape? It's because he's a big man? I mean, you he's know. He's hilariously out of shape. He just, like, wobbles <laughs> around. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> – Yes, I do know what you mean. Like just watching him, like like when it's like halftime, like how he walks into the like uh, into the tunnel. It's it's just I don't know. You just want to laugh. I think it's funny. I think that's that is the humor that comes with him. I don't know. All right, but you're right. I, I don't Listen, know. Do you think I'm we're doing a good job with our show today? It's a different. Every show is different. This is why we do a daily episode so they could so one out of six days or one out of seven days they could deal with my bullshit. <laughs> I listen. I mean, I got a message. Someone, I, I think I, I sent it over to you. You might even have the screenshot because you know it's just on my phone, so I don't stuff. But you know, we got a message from somebody today saying it was their first Instagram message ever. They're a mailman and they listen to our show, and they just wanted to reach out and say, you know, listen, you know, listen all the time. Great content. You know, kind of maybe they listen to it while they're delivering mail, like Paperboy. You know, psh, and throw it out there. So if you're listening. If you want to shout out his name, if you haven't, I I'm the worst with this stuff. But Matt um, Ventimiglia, Matt, Ven- Matt Ventimiglia, there you go. So Matt, the Matt, the the mailman. Thank you for the message. I told you yesterday we responded to those messages, and um, you know what what I told Matt, and we I don't know if I've ever really said this. Um, you know, you've talked about it, and I don't remember. I mean, the, the quote's been attributed to so many people: Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Michael Jordan, um, but. Something to the extent that I play hard every day because you never know if it's a kid who saved up money or parents save the money, bring their kid to the game, and that might be their only day seeing me, right? It's, it's how you perform every day um, because, again, there might be somebody who's watching you for the first time. Might be somebody listening to us for the first time. If it's your first time listening today, 551 or so episodes in, I want you to message me. Tell me how you found me. And Andrew, 551 episodes in, because that I'm curious. Obviously, people are because the numbers are going up, but we kind of try to keep that in mind, right? 
and you can't mail it in. You know, you got to show up because there are people who are listening to us for the first time. And, you know, if, if you mail it in and it's just Angry Andrew all episode, they might not listen to 552. Well, this is not <laughs> mailing it in. I, I, I spent all day in the weeds trying to figure out what is going on. So I promise you guys, I, <laughs> my fitness is as top notch. I'm playing 100%. You remind He's 110, me. 110%. So you reminded me there was this like Russian like uh, story or like a cartoon called Pachtelion Pinch Pichkin. So like what? the mailman, Pachtelion. It just they, I they, my parents. Pachtelion. Pachtelion Pichkin. It's kind of like a hilarious Russian uh, cartoon. And he's the mailman. He's the mailman. Pachtelion Pichkin. Listen, Matt Ventimiglia, we got to get you to start collecting Call Malone cards. That's what we got to do. That's my mission for 2022. First, you didn't understand why I said it. And then you could see, guys, you got to watch it on YouTube. I said, you got to get him to watch Call Malone. Andrew's like, confused? And then, boom, the light bulb comes it on. Is. You can it see is. it. He's like, oh, I get it. Because Call Malone is the mailman. I get it. Yeah, it was awesome. So what's your play so, today, handsome? My play. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the well. I'm going to go with a, a David Lake. Someone who has some dark, dark <laughs> secrets. But apparently people love them. And that's Mr. Tiger Woods. What are I said, I, I, I just go on the internet and type in Tiger Woods. Dark <laughs> but don't have your kids around because that would be inappropriate. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Doing it now. People like love it. I think it maybe humanized him. Who knows? His son's getting into the game. And I found um, a card that, I, you know, actually his upper deck card, like this rookie card, that card ran. And to talk about manipulated, You, it's that Eiffel Tower chart. But this card is like it's similar to the Air Jordan card cage. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a Nike promo card of Tiger Woods. Have you seen this before? Have you heard of it? Yes. Before? Yes. And I hadn't seen it before this year. And all of a sudden they were starting to pop up. I had not seen it before. And I've seen some, some crazy Tiger Woods cards. The card one with the tiger there. Yeah, this is I hadn't seen it before. Be careful. Don't overpay. Uh don't rush. It could be. You know, we have it on good authority that the Nike, the Michael Jordan card, the promo, mm -hmm. there's a lot more of them out there ungraded than it seems. Okay. So I'm worried about this card too, because it's a promo card, but yep. it's gradable and it's right here. Nike promo liquid auctions graded by BGS, the slab and all that stuff leaves a little bit to be desired, but it is what it is. But you can see this card has been a little bit all over the place. 2300 back in February, April, 1900, December 4th. Uh, we have this BGS 95 for 1300 and 455 in August. So it's a little bit all over the place. I might recommend trying to buy this card raw. I, I might recommend trying to buy this card raw. And honestly, I have an oversized card that I got graded. And oh, only I didn't know where you were going. You start a sentence telling people you have an oversized and I well, just that's like, an oversized card. What? Okay, you have an oversized card. So okay. I don't love I don't how know. that BGS slab Woo! works. How that BGS slab looks. It's not terrible, but I would go SGC. I've sent uh I have an oversized Kobe card that I sent to SGC, and it looks mm -hmm. beautiful in the holder. Beautiful in the holder. The and alternate size cards, because of the way it is with the black border, with the small ones, the larger ones, the way that they now, there's no space, there's no like plastic wrap around it. It's just, Correct. you know, it looks bumped up against that, you know, the black border. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I agree. I think it's because they have foam inside, right? And like I, PSA and, and BGS, they have to like make custom made holders for specific cards with the foam. I think they could customize, at least that's how my Kobe 
uh, oversized card look. I think this card would look cool in an SGC holder, and you get it for 66 bucks. Guys, remember, we have, we're have we doing like the free giveaway, uh, the 50 free submissions every single month to SGC. We're doing that. So shoot me an email. Maybe we could include one of these cards in, in the submission as well. Uh, but I, I think it's a really cool card. It, it's a cheap price. T take a look. SGC. Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna bring them on soon or what? Let our yeah. uh, let Luca Nation have Adam or what? You know, yeah. What do they What do they want to have Adam for? Questions. Ask questions. Oh. You know, one of the things with SGC. First of all, you know, maybe they could say thank you because we're fifty. By over the course of twenty twenty two, during the course of our sponsorship, that's six hundred free grades for Luca Nation. So that's good. Mm -hmm. But you know how our folks do when you bring on Panini and no one else is bringing them on. You know, they have questions. So guys, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna definitely do that. I mean, one of the things we talk about, you know, with our partners, I mean, one of the first ones to bring Mark Zablo out, and now the dude loves it. You know, I mean, talk about somebody who's on camera from Bleaker, right? He's good at it, doing lives and and fun stuff there, right? It's it, it, people want to have a face, at least is what they tell me. They want to see who it is they're doing business with, right? You want to have that 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 arm's length transaction, and uh, I think we should do that for SGC. I think we should bring out, you know. Um, a face for SGC and let them answer the questions that, that people have. Let them, you know, let them hear and see straight from a person at SGC when somebody says the turnaround times and what they're doing and how they're different and what they've done to improve from last year. Um, you know, I think it makes sense. So why don't we try to do that? We'll try to do it next week. That's right. Cool. We'll have, nice. um, we'll have Peter, the CEO of SGC on for sure. I, I mean, it's, it's what we kick basically every single like business call off with is people in the hobby love transparency. They do. That's what they ask for. They want to know what's going on. They want honesty and people being upfront. So, if you type percent. Tiger Woods dark secrets into Google, the first article is Tiger's dark secrets out of the woods. Dude, have you I'm never read his text, Have you ever read his text messages? No, but that's a good title. That's like a nice little play on words. You know, get it out of the woods. You know, I mean, like, can I know. can I emphasize dark? Like, dude, you've never read his texts. You're you're no. messing with me right now. No, okay. I've never read his text messages. Why? Why do I need to read his text messages? You the don't. show is Lucas Tigers and Bronze. We already you hate LeBron. You think Luca is overrated and out of shape. Don't ruin Tiger for me. Otherwise, what six hundred episodes in? We're gonna have to change the name. We're gonna, we're gonna have to redo this. We're gonna we're gonna assume it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, what mailman you know, mailman. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, you know RJs and MJs or what? <laughs> we'll name it after RJ Barrett because everybody seems to love him so much. No, I mean RJs and MJs. Oh my! I mean, I, I mean what, what am I supposed to do here? So listen, this was a fun one. I enjoy it. Um, I am, as we speak, on the ISA uh, website thinking about how to submit to them because, you know, I, I, if I talk about something, I like to, you know, make sure I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm able uh, to, to speak about it, um, you know, with some, with some let me, knowledge. Let me caveat because I got better communicating, but I'm also like a brain vomit. So I don't always – I have nothing against ISA. I, I wish – I've talked about this. I want every business to succeed. I think there's plenty – of business to go around and i think competition yeah, i think you made it clear it was more about the influencers it's, more about you know how it was done right and how you know what do you think i'm an idiot well i agree on uh, three points above the vig i'm some kind of schmuck on wheels 
<laughs> That's good, fellas. I mean, I might have got the Is points right. Wrong. Might have been more points than that above the big. Seven, six points above your, the big. Your, People loved your Goonie shirt yesterday. Do you see what today is? Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Do you know what that is? You know what Chippendale Rescue Rangers Al are? Alvin and, the, Alvin and the Chipmunks? Not Alvin and Chippendale. It's different Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks is not a Disney property. And they are singing Chipmunks. Chippendale, right? They're a Disney property. And they had their own show, a Disney cartoon called The Rescue Rangers. And they flew around in a little plane. They had a they had a uh, they had a, a a friend named Monterey Jack, cheese. He was like I guess he was mouse maybe. I don't know if he's a chipmunk also, but his name was Monterey Jack, and he was fun. He was sort of like a like I don't know if he's Australian or what. I have no idea. Um, but uh, yeah, so lots of fun. So that's what this shirt is. I always get some stupid shirt. Hey, <laughs> you always like to Isaac, make fun of them. <laughs> Isaac Martinez says nice B and T reference. You know what that means? Bill and Ted. Gotcha. Bill and Ted. I, I I talked about it because I was I was remember we were talking about who was famous and how I learned about different, you know, historical figures and you were talking about the you know the the, the Genghis Khan and I said how Genghis Khan likes Twinkies. That's from Bill and Ted. Genghis Khan's favorite food is Twinkies. You more what, what else? What else? <laughs> well, December PSA sub, I know it's gonna be premature, but I think we're hearing it's, well, it's at the finish line. It's, it's it's in the assembly stage. So normally after cool. the assembly stage, it takes a little while, but we've moved it out of a grading and that's just uh, but you know, yeah, just the ultra modern. There's still modern from December, there's still Pokemon from December, but we just cleared our November group sub, which is amazing to think about. But right on its heels, it, it, it looks like the December one is moving. Hopefully, PSA is getting you know moving the backlog, and that's what that means. But yeah, we'll, we we hope to have in the next few weeks some uh, you know some some December returns for you guys as well. Um, also, don't forget whatnot, guys. Whatnot on Sunday morning, at, season finale. Uh, Sunday morning at ten. So so I was watching Ian and Leah like American Dad, and I'm glad we watched Home Alone. Um, during the holidays with with Ian, it's the first time seeing it because today's episode of American Dad is Home Alone. Uh, is American Dad Home Alone? But yesterday they had me watch, and it's a conspiracy theory one, and the alien in it is doing a podcast. Like he's like going over ham radio and the whole deal, and it's like, and the 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 mom in the show joins the podcast, and she's like, "Let's start this podcast off by saying hello to the government because we know you're listening." And by the way, thank you to, and I forget what the hell she says, who sponsors the show, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and Leah's like, that's like you. That's like you, daddy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm trying not to do that. So there you go. here I am working whatnot. And it made me think of that, you know, like uh, we get the whatnot show on Sunday. But guys, it's fun. It's the last week of the season. Another fun week. Um, and I will tell you, talk about a fun way to end it. You know what the last game of the season is? Sunday night, Chargers Raiders. And it means something for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. See, I haven't lo- I haven't looked at the board yet. Yep, Chargers Raiders Sunday Baker night. Mayfield. So so here's my take on this Browns team, real quick. Best defense in the AFC North, right? Yep. Best running back in the AFC North. Pretty easy to say, Nick Chubb. Best running back in the AFC North. Maybe top three in the whole league. Yeah, Nick Chubb definitely. When he plays, although for some reason they didn't have him in that lane, which was very odd. How can you justify bringing Baker back? Like this team, this should be a Super Bowl contender with a good with a good quarterback. 
a decent quarterback cage. Mm-hmm. Nothing, no comments. All right, you don't share on my my, no. my hate for decent for who? Who are you hating? I can't understand. You asked a lot of like defense Baker. and running back. Oh, you don't like Baker Mayfield? No, I, I think he's gone. About, I started talking about the Raiders game, right? And the reason why the NFL flexed it, right? Because it's it is a win and they're in game, right? So for either team, yeah, team that wins is in, right? Team that wins is in, right? Um, remember I talked about how the Steelers could get in. Remember we talked about the Big Ben stuff and what they needed was Jacksonville to beat Indianapolis and then not a tie in the Raiders chargers game. So it's funny to think about this. If Jacksonville beats the Colts, right? Which isn't if Jacksonville happen. beats the Colts. Okay. Which is not going to happen, but if it happens, just, just walk me through here. Okay. But just for, okay, for uh, there are fun little sports ones, right? Right. The Colts, by the way, just so that we're, we're laying this out there, right. They're like a 15 point favorites, right? Uh, so on the road, it's a lot of fun, but they also haven't won at Jacksonville since 2014. Okay. Steals a favorite at the Ravens. Very funny, right? All of those games will be finished. All of them more than three hours before the Raiders and the Chargers kick off. They're all early games. Every one of them. I believe if the Colts and Steelers both win, the Raiders have to beat the Chargers to get in. Right? But there is a scenario where at 8 o'clock, if there's a tie, both teams can get in. Both the Chargers and the Raiders get in. So I'm not saying it happens, but they could just continuously take knees, end the game 0 0. And both teams make the playoffs. I'm not, I'm not. I may be reading all these things wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that that get now. I don't think any team's going to do it. I'm sure these teams are going to want to go out there and win. The Raiders are going to want to win. The Chargers are going to want to win, and you name it, in the whole nine yards. But I'm 99% sure. I mean, you look it up if you like. That there could be a scenario, depending upon that upset. Steelers and Ravens and whole nine yards because Ravens will be losing where both the Raiders and Chargers could get in if they tie but if they actually play each other the loser is out and the winner is in I think the, I think the Raiders win I mean I think they probably win also well, who the hell knows we'll see we'll talk about it on whatnot guys and I'll do a little more research so that I can figure that out because it's an interesting little story so Nets. Real quick, Nets or uh, Bucks tonight? Who you got? Nets or Bucks? Is Kyrie allowed to play? Now the guy who brain vomit, who create, who's the founder of brain vomit, he buys a V friend. Of course, of course he does. I told you he was going to. (laughs) I said that. The. Mm. You're always right. You are literally always right. We're having a conversation. Woosa. Woosa. I'm, I'm one hand. I'm one hand washing the other hand. I'm one hand washing the other. You wash my back. I make fun of you. No, no I you wash my back. My I wash yours. Just located. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, you are so funny. 
Yeah, well, he's back. He's back. He's in. He doesn't care about the influence anymore. He's making dirty jokes. Gotta love it. No, super well, bad. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. If you guys want to just have like a laugh or OG <laughs> Jonah Hill days, man, that movie is so quotable, so funny, so good. See, that's well, my listen. generation cage. That's, I won't forget that movie. Really? So sing for me. Sing. What does that have to do? I don't understand. He's a brother. No, you're not going to sing no super bad songs? No? Remember when Michael Sarah had to sing? He has a voice of an angel. He has a voice of an angel. That's it. Let him sing. The best kid alive. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, man. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to be drinking beer out of a Tide container. I'll tell you that much. I've had beer out of many different receptacles, never out of a recently dumped out thing of laundry detergent it's probably not going to be a good couple days after that uh, i guess it probably seemed like, like it a good idea when he was doing it. i feel like it would be blue and uh well, they and gross sure. and soapy they, they washed it, they washed it with bleach all right and, we're just uh, rambling here so so nets bucks no i'm happy when you bring up movies so where's the game because if it's uh, at brooklyn Kyrie's not playing milwaukee. milwaukee and i think that's going to be kind of a trend um, during the season, and think about that for a second. They've now played, and they've set up their game to play with Kyrie, which is going to be a different basketball game, different plays, different. And now they go into this game, even though he's healthy. You have to treat it like, oh, Kyrie just got injured, and we got to go back to a different way of playing. And then next game, if they're on the road and he can play somewhere, okay, we got to go back to that. That's a pain in the ass, right? That's a pain in the ass. And I heard who the hell was talking about it. Uh, today if it's a nets golden state warriors final there's no Kyrie. you know that Dude, that's June. i mean things change from, things change but uh well, think about that if, have you noticed that this virus usually hits in the winter a little bit harder well most do so like, this is when colds do. and flus happen Correct. So my point is, June of 2022 is a way different story. Even April in 2022 is a way different story than right now. And by the way, I, I got sick uh, with COVID just a few weeks ago. It doesn't feel good, man, at all. So it definitely is Let's not let's not end this with COVID. You're right. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. These are super bad. Kyrie. Kyrie. You forget how good Kyrie is. Just like as a player, all the hatred and he's all the very, nonsense. Very, very good. Very he's good. He's so good, man. You and he's a great actor. Talent. Of all the basketball movie acting, you know, Space yeah. Jams and whatever, Uncle Drew, he's believable. He's believable, Uncle Drew. Watch that movie, guys. There's a, movie, there's a is basketball movie. Uncle Drew movie. like the husband of Big Mama? Uh, I think he I think he pulled out something better. I mean, Big Mama might be his type, but... Uh, but no, I mean Uncle I Drew, he was house. Uncle Drew was a ladies' man in his time, is what they tell me. He had a van on everything. But funny movie. We've talked about this. Funny, funny movie. And they have cards for it. Pepsi made an Uncle Drew set of cards. So take a look at that. eBay. Little Do you Uncle think Drew Pepsi or cards. Coke better? Coke. Easy. Just because like because it's like Coke is the Mickey Mantle and Pepsi is like what? You know, every once in a while, Pepsi, I'll I'll go with a Pepsi. Um, Pepsi Wild Cherry is a good time. A little Diet Wild Cherry. Um, I don't know. Coke just... I, I think if you gave me in an aisle, Coke, Pepsi, I'll take the Coke. Um, NBT messaged me that they're bringing back Pepsi Clear. 
which no one ever heard of. I think it was 1994. Remember, I made a whole You're big thing about Pepsi Douglas Clear. Card in there. Yeah, but it's Pepsi Clear, which basically was Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Pepsi Clear. It was a clear cold. So it was, the thought was in the 90s, they were getting healthy. They wanted to make this healthy soda, right, where no artificial coloring in it. So it was cola flavored without the caramel coloring. It just didn't taste like cola. And I'm pretty sure – I could really be butchering this. But I'm pretty sure they had a fantastic commercial. You will pull up on YouTube, but don't, don't, we don't want to get like copyrighted. But it was, it was Van Halen's Right Now, if memory serves. Where, you know, the piano solo that leads in, and that was the right now, there's no tomorrow. And it was a Pepsi, like, it was one of those, like, it might have even been a Super Bowl commercial, I don't even know, but it was one of those, like, really, like, wow, well done ads. And it's 30 years later, it's still in my brain. Pepsi Clear. There's no tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. I want to look that what up. What about, now. remember that iconic Co Give Me a Coke and a Smile commercial with, like, yes. the Pittsburgh Steeler? Was that before your time? No. The Pittsburgh Steeler? I mean, like Mean Joan Green? Yes. Crystal Pepsi launch ad, 1993. Van Halen, how Pepsi got Van Halen to give up right now. So, yep, there you go. Crystal Pepsi Van Halen right now commercial. I know my stuff. I looked it up, and I am right. Go take a look, guys. It was a pretty big thing. I happen to think that soda sucked, <laughs> but it's cool nostalgia that it's coming back. Uh, you would but, know. Uh, you would know. Yeah, I, I definitely would. Remember, we got guys. Tell our sponsors we're doing a good job. If you happen to know a sponsor and want to pay, because Cage needs a Coke freestyle machine in his living room. Remember, that's how I know I've made it. I need one of those movie theater style soda machines. If anybody knows anyone at Coke, Coke wants to do a little sports car podcast. Get me some soda. Let's rock. Let's go. What's the matter? What are you looking at? Let's Excellent. let some people go. It's an hour long here. All right. This is what happens when we don't talk during the day. We have all of our brain dump conversations for an hour on the podcast. No, I mean, I was just reading like uh, Julius Randle. I gave a thumbs up down to yeah. the Knicks fans. And then I was reading his press release, which was. Yeah, what did he say? He said he was pretending that he was the Mets guy in the crowd. Thumbs down, Mets. Is thumbs down going to be a rallying cry now like it was for, the, you know. For in baseball, no, no nothing as compelling as what AB said about uh Tom Brady. By the way, we didn't talk about that, that's a whole other show. But did you see him him outing uh Tom Brady's uh trainer? Was it Guerrero? I mean, what did he say? way to way to way to way to make the guy look good, and you're like, burn. <laughs> he's so he's like, Hey, I think I think Antonio Brown messaged him, he's like, Hey, you know, you're you you charged me two hundred thousand dollars and you only gave me half what I what I want. I don't think I'm going to train with you anymore. So you owe me a hundred thousand dollars back. And the trainer is like, AB, I wish you nothing but the best. You are amazing. You're an amazing athlete. You're an amazing human being. Just let me know where you want me to send the money, and I'll send you the money, no problem. And Antonio Brown posts this like, burn! I got him. Look, look at look at how bad I'm being treated by this guy. Meanwhile, it was like a it was like a master class in customer service. You know, I was like, I was like, what is going on with this dude? Yeah, take a look. You can see the, you can see his posts. I'm like, all right, listen, there's a lot going on there. I don't want to judge. I'm not in the, I'm not in the clubhouse. I'm not there. I'm definitely not in that guy's brain. But you have to remember, um, these things they kind of go a little sideways, and I've seen them work and I've seen them not work. Um, and as a Raider fan, you have to know that I've seen many different sides of this. Um, and I was pulling for Antonio Brown. Because I've seen the exact scenario happen with Brandy Moss. 
you know, he was there with the Raiders, basically quit on the team. This was a stud wide receiver who couldn't do it there. And then he left and went to the Patriots. And obviously having Tom Brady throw you the ball is very helpful. Um, you know, my assumption was that Antonio Brown would have the same type of thing. And if you go back just a week ago, he had a 10 catch game. Um, you know, was there money involved? Were there was incentives involved? Was that part of it? You know, was he injured? I don't know what the answer is. I have no idea. Um, I'd rather see it become a redemption story like there was with Moss and like there seems to be happening now with Odell Beckham Jr. When he was a problem, both at the end of his career with the Giants and forced his way out, with the Browns and forced his way out, and now, you know, has, what, five, six touchdowns in half a season with the Rams. I'm sure he's going to get paid in the offseason. You know, he has some pretty big catches and looks like he's, you know, found a home there um, in the offense. Uh, you know, my, my hope is that, you know, Antonio Brown finds that for himself also, uh, whatever his next step is going to be. And one? could it possibly be boxing against Jake Paul? Who knows? He would get knocked out. <laughs> People don't, you know, you, you there's sports you could go like from one sport to the other. It's really, it doesn't matter how your athleticism is. Like boxing is just a whole different game. Mm-hmm. So just because you are tough and strong in football. This guy's been Jake Paul's been training boxing for two years, basically. Just say So you guys don't watch the matches. You don't watch the boxing matches like I do, Cage. You, you guys, I watch the boxing. I watch the. Can I, I explain this fights. to you from a basketball standpoint? Can no, I explain, explain this it to, to me you from, from a, a boxing home. standpoint? <laughs> and I emphasize the word in like such a condescending way, man. I suck, but no, the best. Uh, <laughs> the best. Tom Brady cards. Uh, I was doing a call today, and. From the NFT space guy, but he asked me about Tom Brady cards. He has a Bowman Chrome PSA 9. Bought it for half the price it is now. He's in it pretty good. He was asking, do I hold through the playoffs or not? Tough question. I had to think about it too, right? Because What would you say? I said there's two options. I said, my, I lo- you know I love cracking or bumping cards. So it's a PSA 9. I asked him if you looked over it because a BGS 9.5 is actually $10,000, Kate. So right now the PSA nine is about five or six K, but the BGS nine five is 10 K. And I, I, I'm curious what like an SGC 10 would look like. Right. So I asked him about that, but then I also said, okay, right. The upside is he wins another Super Bowl, makes a run. Great. But that card has Brady cards have run up a lot since the Super Bowl. I don't know how much they keep running either. And if you, you know, he bought it for oh, yeah, two yeah. and a half could, thousand. You, I mean, look, you're right. People buy these things, there's run-ups. And he's he's played very, very well. And and we talked to, who did we have on? Was it the Wharf? I mean, we talked to, you know, I know we talked with Chris Hodge about, about pricing cycles also. But, you know, even when Mahomes won his Super Bowl, remember the prices came down in the offseason? Yeah. So we could be at a point where even if Brady does win the Super Bowl, there might even be a pullback. If he doesn't, there might even be a larger pullback. So I, I get what you're saying. 100%. And by the way, we should spend some time talking about this. This is what you get with our show. Even though we do a show every day, guys, I hope you hope you, you know, realize that we are we're not cheaping them out. I mean, this is three shows here. Think of all the different topics we talked about here, you know, like when I when I cutting this up and making it enough. You just got an hour and 10 minutes of of lunacy. Brain dump. Thanks for sticking with us on that. I also have been getting some requests to talk about a little soccer more, a little hockey more. Um, we'll get Gunnar we'll back on. We'll get Gunnar back on. He reached out today. He's got some yep. really fun stuff. He's got uh, a little project out. going on too from Gunnar. But I mean, the Brian Oker King, who's on Sunday morning every day at all the whatnot shows, winning Mason Greenwood after Mason Greenwood from us um, at good prices. He's like, talk soccer more. Andrew knows soccer. He's a soccer guy. He knows soccer. Let's hear some more soccer. So we'll, we'll bring you that and message us, guys. We, we want to talk about what you want to hear. 
Well, I, I, for Brian, I pointed him to the Edwin and LAFC Gunner show we did uh, maybe three mm-hmm. weeks, four weeks ago. So, because yep. uh, we do a show every day. And Cage, yes, today is just chaos, all this <laughs> stuff. But different shows are different. Yesterday, we did a very structured show. We did Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the, the fractional report brought to you by Collectible, where it's very niche uh, to like higher end cards. Remember, so every show is different. And I think because we have a show every single day, a lot of people are still catching up on, you know, a few days ago. So I, I think it's okay to, to, to have this diversity of how we even approach a show. Uh, I think people appreciate it. And today I wanted it to be really candid because you and I haven't spoken all day. And you got like, this is what we, like, I'll go for a walk. Uh, Cage will be smoking his stogie by the pool. And two we'll today. like talk. Two. Are you, do you smoke two a stogie today? today? Because so it was happy. snowing. I told you. It's, it's a perfect excuse to have it because I'm shoveling. You know, kids are making snowmen outside. Ian wanted to go in the it? backyard and... and I don't. That was a real nice gift. Somebody I work with got me a, a a pack of a pack of cigars, like a cigar of the month club. So for the next three months, I get like five cigars in the mail. That was a, that was a cool little gift. Um, so yeah, and it comes in handy on snow days like today. Yeah, guys. I, listen, the other thing I'll say is, you know, if you if you find yourself not hearing what you want to talk about here, and you're out there, I don't want anybody ever to leave the hobby. That's part of my thing. You know, I, I don't know if you noticed, I posted a little bit more recently about things, you know, to try to avoid in the hobby. I'm trying, I mean, I've, I've gained now 100 followers in less than a week here. Keep those coming. I appreciate that so much. Um, send me messages. Somebody sent me a message recently. I'm not going to out them, but somebody sent me a message recently and said, hey, you know, I collect hockey cards, but I don't really have too many groups to talk hockey with. And I don't really have too many, you know, you guys don't talk about hockey too much on the show. But I know people who collect hockey and I talked to them about hockey to try to convince me to buy hockey cards. So I started a chat on Instagram with me and the two of them. And I'm sure we'll grow that into a bigger group. Maybe start, you know, hockey. Uh, but I put two hockey people together and they've been chatting all day. I'm getting all the notifications, you know. So I can do that. And if you're a hockey person, I'll put you in with those two guys. You know, like we, we, we want you to be able to enjoy this hobby, whether the price is up, down, sideways, flat, you name it. And, you know, and part of that is the community and the people you're able to kind of share your hobby journey with. And, and right. we've built it up to a point where we know people with every sport. You want wrestling? <laughs> we'll get you in touch with somebody. So Zan, follow Zan Morning and David Peck. Uh, let's keep going because I'm just getting started here. Oh, Logan really? Paul, what happens with the DCCE <laughs> thing tomorrow? It's a big day. I don't know. Does it matter? Because now his World of Woman uh, NFT sold for how many ETH? 200 and something ETH? $600,000? Ridiculous. 200. Ridiculous. Is that he wrote it was, it was like a five or six hundred thousand dollars profit, I think was what he made on the sales. I don't even I don't even know. You know, I mean some people you think you just make money while they're asleep, I guess. Um and the fun part is just because we were talking about this, I'm pretty sure it was like Decentraland or one of the other big companies that bought it from him. Oh. So coming soon to a theater near you is Logan Paul's shill of whatever that property is <laughs> so, so basically uh, what you're saying so is what you do don't I feel bad if inside of that box that's authenticated by bcce is hoops cards nba hoops do I zion feel chronicles bad about it full of zion chronicles listen of course we feel bad. it that's starts it. the show off with my post from today about the dwayne wade card that somebody tried to take a marker to right it's it, there are bad actors and, you know, what people are willing to do when the money comes to, you know, that point is different. So would it surprise me if it's fake and it was passed off as real? No, it wouldn't surprise me at all, especially given the, you know, the, the, 
you know, the information that came out, the investigative material that came out and all that stuff. My hope is that it is six authentic boxes, first edition boxes in maybe a, a, a six box case that wasn't sealed. You know what I mean? And just, it was a, it was a, a six box, you know, the outer packaging of maybe a non first edition one that got a label upgrade by somebody and that there still are like, if you open those boxes, I'll bet you they're still first edition. But as we've seen from recent sealed cases of exquisite, the case price is significantly more than, than the three boxes buying them by themselves. Same thing here. That three point five million for a six box case puts the box price almost six hundred thousand dollars. No box has ever sold anywhere near that by itself. So part of the premium here is having one of the only cases that are um, that's sealed. He thought it was the only one, and that Gary um, the Charizard King, Pokemon King, you know what? I forget. I forget. Um, he's been on all the lives. He has a sealed case, and Here, I don't my, think. Can, can I touch yeah, on that real quick? Yeah, please, please, please. He was when he was doing his Impulsor show. He was talking about how um, Gary has been one of the best mentors to him in this space. So I find that statement really fascinating that he wouldn't know that Gary also has another one. Well, Gary mentioned that in his in his um, in the live, you know, in the live, and he said Logan knows I have six boxes. He just didn't know that it's six boxes in a sealed case. And the sealed so case he actually. Makes it Cajun, like the whole premium yeah. of, a, of a sealed case is that six random boxes have a less likelihood of hitting a Zard than a uh, case? Well, so it's like anything else, right? I mean, you're not going to say there's case hits because it's not a case hit, but your, your thought is twofold. Number one, if you get six boxes, more than likely you're hitting everything. Whereas in a box, like he just opened up whatnot, there was no Charizard in a single box. He got some good grades. He got 110. He got a Venusaur 10. Um from that whatnot show um but he did not get a chancy 10 so that pop is still the lowest that's out there and he didn't get his art at all let alone his art in, in a 10 um but um the thought there is not just that you know if you open enough you're gonna get something you know major out of it but even that who cares like a psa 10 zard i mean i think i think you know it's two hundred thousand dollars now you know what i mean maybe even less you know it's come down tremendously right much to my chagrin that all those Pokemon cards will come down. So who, who, he's not going to get 10 of them in the case. I mean, I know all the other cards are worth money, but it, he's not buying that case because he's got a chance to hit this in it. You don't buy an exquisite case because you got a chance to hit, uh, you know, you know, one of these cards in it, right? Um, you buy it because people keep it sealed. And th the thought is that that now becomes a rarity in and of itself. You know, rare wax is is its own investable, right? So, and to say I'm one of the only, if not the only sealed case of it, that carries a premium. It's why he would pay the three and a half million because, listen, we've talked about this. It's, it's, it is also worth something to people who have a lot of money to be able to say I'm the only one, right? He's not the only one with a BGS 10 Zard. He's not the only one with PSA 10 Zards, you know? Um, I think maybe he thought he was going to be the only one with a case of this. Maybe who cares? He's one of two, and the same. The other guy also has a BGS ten Zard, so it's still in pretty rare company, right? That's worth money. Those sealed cases are worth money. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why there's a premium uh, placed on it, not just because you know there's a better chance of getting something good in there. And, and honestly, um, I hope that it turns out that it is real and that there's some explanation for it. 
Um, and if it's not, BBCE is a very respected company in the sports card space. If you look at the majority of like vintage breaks, you know, look at like breaks on vintage boxes, you know, Leighton showed his box. It had a BBCE wrap on it. You know, I mean, that is, you know, they, they, they have done this before. It's possible if it's not authentic, it's because maybe they went outside their comfort zone for this. And, and think about it. There are not a lot of sealed Pokemon first edition cases out there to authenticate. It's not something that you can really become an expert at, right? Unless you've spent decades in the Pokemon space and have seen the boxes, have seen the stuff and done all that stuff like the, I don't call it expose, but like the article did. Now, you know, you'd like to think the BBCE would do that type of a thing if they're going to undertake authenticating something like this. Um... So I mean, you know, I, I I'm curious to see. There what was probably happens. no one else to authenticate, and they got offered a pretty penny to authenticate it. So that's just yeah. my opinion. I mean, listen, they, I, I I think you can make an argument they authenticated it for free, also because of the you know the the press that was going to get that Logan Paul is putting out a sealed case with the BBCE you know label on it. Everyone's going to see it. It's going to get a lot of publicity. So you can if swing the free, pendulum do the it, other way. Either do it for free or for full price. Free or full price, Blake Jameson. Free or full price, baby. That's Guys, it. hope you enjoyed this marathon of an episode. Oh, if you it's did, a it, long it's one my fault. Friday. If you did, it's Cage did a great job. <laughs> Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.